0: The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com
1: production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg, and I'm the creator of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, the self care, wellness, and mindset brand. Today, I'm talking to a good friend of mine who is doing something absolutely inspirational. And I thought he'd be a perfect guest for the She Did It podcast, but in this episode, it's the He Did It episode, I guess. He's the creator of the podcast, only half the story, and a true hustler making it happen. So we're going to be talking today about this new trend called the side hustle, healthy living, and the importance of sacrifice. His name is Andrew Haft, and let's give him a warm welcome. What's up, Andrew?
0: Oh, wow. That is quite the introduction, (laughs) Sydney. Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) Of course. So I've known you since U of A, so I love that we're back in Bear down. We're doing these podcasts. I think it's awesome. And I'd love for you to just share with everyone who you are and a little bit about yourself before we dive in.
0: Okay, I'll do my best. Okay. Yeah. So my, na- my name is Andrew Haft, uh, born and raised in Long Island, New York, and then a transplant out to the West Coast. Obviously, we met at the University of Arizona, so bear down to that and <laughs> shout out to all the good people down there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then currently reside in the gorgeous San Francisco Bay Area of California. And like you mentioned, the my podcast is purely a side hustle. So I know you came on my show and now I'm on your show and I'm just excited to be here and we're collaborating with with podcasters around the globe and just making it happen.
1: I know. I think it's so cool. I think this whole thing with the, the side hustle now and people, you know, trying to make something happen, I think it's really powerful. And I want to hear more about your podcast. I know about your podcast, but I want my audience to hear more about your podcast and and how you're making it happen while you're working a full time career. I, it's it's totally all the stories on your podcast are so inspiring.
0: Yeah, so. My podcast is called Only Half the Story, and I, I named it that for two reasons, because one, my last name is Haft, so it, it's just appropriate and fits right in. And uh, I'm probably someone who in the past has listened to one too many Gary V videos and really took all, of con- all of the content out there. Within the the self help world, Gary V, Lewis Howes, Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins, and all that good stuff, and and took it to heart at a, at a very early age, and kind of been introduced to podcasts for a long time, and. and correlating this to the side hustle. I work a full-time job. Uh, I'm in medical sales. I work for a corporation. I, I have a quota. I'd like to say I'm just an, an average average guy working in corporate America and doing my best to, to hit my number. But I, I wanted to create some kind of side hustle, some kind of side passion that I can build from the ground up. And with this full time job, I have a very long commute. I cover very vast territory from San Francisco down to Bakersfield. And that comes with a lot of car time. So I obviously indulge in as many podcasts as possible to kind of make it like another university on wheels. And I thought to myself that there was this common theme with podcasts where. If you were to listen to the Tim Ferriss show or the School of Greatness, Lewis Howes, those are just two of my my personal favorites. Um, the, the the theme and the the theme and the common guest on a show like theirs is, is is usually someone who is extremely successful and they have all this knowledge to share and how they got to where they are today. Whether it was there. An author of a best-selling book, or some entrepreneur of a Fortune 500 company, and and they have this vast story to tell on how they got to where they are, but I feel like in a lot of the circumstances and a lot of the times they tend to oversee the very root of the process and the journey, the the very beginning of the hustle. And mm-hmm. I wanted to capture that because I know a lot of passionate people. I know you're a passionate person. Mm-hmm and uh, i think what is most interesting is to hear the the hardest parts of of any pursuit of any endeavor the very beginning of starting a business the very beginning of starting a podcast where nobody's tuning in nobody's buying your product and learning how people overcome those types of challenges and ultimately understand the tangible steps that those are taking as they are pursuing the goals and dreams that they set out to achieve
1: i mean that's like the hardest part just starting because you face so many obstacles and it can either you know turn you off from whatever it is that you're trying to pursue just because you might fail at something but really it's just an obstacle you have to overcome so I think it's really interesting that you're talking to people about that part because it's easy once you're already very it's not easy because anyone who's who's made it and who's very successful they've overcome those obstacles but to actually talk to people about that first step that's that's a different that's a different animal in my opinion
0: yeah the the first step is is a challenging one um with that takes a lot of courage in my eyes I, I like before starting this podcast I, I had a, a like weeks weeks of consideration like what would my closest friends think like what would my family think what were the people in my inner circle think about this and and yeah you get a lot of supporters but with that come up probably a lot of silent haters that may may or not may or may not you know make fun of it or right. talk shit about the idea just like any creative process or like if someone was out there to pursue music but and may not be the most talented singer just yet like you would you would discredit what they're trying to achieve it's very easy to do that and i think taking the first step is the most courageous and probably the bravest thing anybody could do because the rest is history once you just hop on board
1: I agree. So
0: buy the ticket, see where the ride takes you.
1: Yeah, I'm I totally agree with that. I'm a huge risk taker. So when you start when you had this idea to do this, how long did it take you to actually take action and do something about it and bring this idea to life? And how did you know what to do? Because I think people get really stuck. They have this great idea, but they're like, Oh no, I I can't do it or it's too difficult, or how am I going? You know, they start doubting themselves. So how long did it take? Yeah.
0: um it didn't take long to be honest i feel like i've reached a point in my life where if if someone is not gonna be a fan of what i'm doing i i I could care less you know people are gonna love the idea people are gonna hate the idea who cares move on um that's kind of a motto that i've adopted through listening to the podcast that i listen to Mm -hmm. and i've taken that to heart so the second i had this idea I, I wanted to make sure I'd commit to the idea first. So I, I, I kind of drew out what the premise of the show would be. Like
1: on paper, um, like, how did you do this? Was it in your head or like was, or.
0: It was, you... it was in my head. Yeah, it was in my head, wrote it out, talked to a few buddies and kind of got their input. But the second I had the idea, the, the reason why I committed to it, and I'm about almost a year into it strong, 33 episodes into this wow. thing as That's at amazing. the moment yeah and uh the the reason i'm committed to it is because I, i'm financially in it like i purchased a logo i got the gear i bought a mic uh i downloaded all the necessary softwares like i'm invested and and for me to just have this idea and let it pass and and kind of d- dwell on it, it, it's just a waste of time why, why would i even why would i even debate with those thoughts
1: yeah no i totally agree and So how did you find the software? I want to get into this because I think a lot of people get stuck at like, you know, like, okay, now what? It's like, you have this idea, but now what? So like, how did you find the right software to use? And how did you, like, you have this idea on paper, but you talk to people, but like, how long did it take you to actually like learn the software and understand which microphone to buy? And I know it sounds like a little detail, but those little details are what stops people from actually taking action.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, it didn't take long, if that's if that's uh, an answer to put people at ease if they have an idea like this. Um, I, I downloaded a software called Audacity, and I know we're getting into the weeds here. I have, I have a friend who produces music, so I asked him right away is, hey, what, what microphone do you recommend? How much does it cost? Um, and then there's another, um, it's like another console that translates the sound from the microphone onto my computer and I downloaded this software called Audacity and essentially everything just gets recorded through there and then I upload it onto an app called it's a pretty simple process. It it did not take long to learn. Like if you if you could pat if you can make it through high school you can learn how to do this.
1: It's not rocket science. Even middle school
0: elementary school. Yeah, (laughs) it's not rocket science is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. So I think that kind of applies to anything, though. I feel like if you want to make something happen, like do your research, like find connections, talk to people and you'll get an answer. Like if you really want to make something happen, I don't know about you, but I believe that like it, you can just make it happen. So if you're into the side hustle and you have an idea and you want to pursue something, it sounds like, you know, you just and I'm, you just have to go out and make it happen. Write down a plan and and make it happen and do your research. So. Another thing that I really love about your podcast is that you give back. Uh, And that's something that's really important to me and I'm sure to a lot of people. So I'd love to hear more about that. And I'd love for you to tell my audience more about that too.
0: Yeah. So part of the podcast that I I recently introduced, it's called only half the story presents podcaster pennies. And uh, I I was uh, fortunate enough to, to gain sponsors of the show. So that side hustle could start earning me money but i i felt like as if there's already enough podcasts out there in the world so i wanted to do something a little bit different to stand out um where now if you were to listen to my show the sponsors that pay me money i'm going to use that money and donate it to a cause that i'm i'm passionate about and and the reason i'm passionate about it is because uh, i don't want to Gave names. I'm going to let the listeners listen to the podcast episode and they can find out for themselves. Um, but uh, I, I had a guest on my show and she was extremely passionate about mental health. And she's an affiliate for this program called Safe Space. It's a nonprofit here in the Bay Area that supports mental health and works with the youth. Um, and I, I thought it was a unique opportunity to have her on the show and, and propose to partner to an extent where now if I make money from the podcast, I'll use that money and donate it to this nonprofit. And and I felt that's an interesting way to Organically grow the show because now there's incentives from all angles saying, Hey, not only am I going to listen to this cool podcast, in the act of listening to this cool podcast, there's going to be a small donation of literally two pennies because that's how much the the sponsors nothing. Yeah, yeah. So now if you listen to an episode of my podcast, the money that I earn from my sponsors gets donated to a nonprofit here in the Bay Area, which is called Safe Space. And it's awesome, it's growing. Um, it went from, like, 1,000 downloads to 6,000 downloads in, like, the past, like, few months of 2019. So it is growing. Um, it's not at the numbers that I'd hope it'd be at, but it's only a matter of time until that happens.
1: I feel like I, I need, it's all process, and it takes time, you know? It doesn't happen overnight, and I think that's really hard, like, in the world we're living in, where everything's instant, like, with social media. You know, someone likes your picture, someone comments, and I talk about this a lot in my own blog posts because... It's hard, you know, if you don't see the results or the or what you want right away, it makes you doubt yourself. Have you ever like doubted yourself throughout this entire process or?
0: Yeah, without a doubt, always. Every week, right before I produce another episode. Really? I always, I mean, not really, but-
1: You shouldn't, your I, there, episodes there, are awesome. Are,
0: oh, thank you, but there are moments of doubt. I mean, I've been doing this for a, a, almost a year now. And I feel like if you aren't meeting your expectation within six months of something that you're pursuing, there's a lot of reason there to just give up on it. But I think like you said, that instant gratification, I think that's all bullshit. I think, yeah, Yeah. we get it through our phones, we get it through communication when we're talking to friends on social media when someone likes your picture, it's like that hit of dopamine that you love to get. Right. It's that instant gratification, but with anything worth pursuing, it's not gonna take six months. Anything worthwhile is gonna take much longer than that. I realize that, I know that, and that's why I'm sticking to it. but yeah, week after week, let's say if there's an episode that doesn't perform as well as another episode, I'll get down on myself. It's, it's easy to get that way. But what do you, you tell know, yourself? Well- like,
1: how do you keep it going? Because I think that's where people Please. stop because of that instant, grat- instant gratification. And when they don't receive it right away, people just stop and they're like, oh, yeah, this isn't right for me. Or they're, they have this great idea for the side hustle that could really turn into something and then something doesn't go their way. And they're just like. Up on, on to the next, like, what do you tell yourself in those moments? How do you keep moving forward?
0: You ask yourself why you started in the first place. That's all. You just bring yourself back to the root of the issue that you were trying to solve. And, and why why did you start? Like, for example, let's take this off topic from the podcast. Let's say you're about to train for a marathon. Okay. And then next thing you know, you can barely run two miles within the first three months of training. And that's just because that's your progression of how you're going to prepare for yourself for this marathon, but it's just taking a little bit slower. So what? You're just going to give up after two months? What's the point of that? And going back to your last point, it's like when someone tells people that they're going to start something, like they have this business idea or they want to write a book or start producing music or start doing anything interesting aside from their nine to five, fucking do it. What's stopping you? Yeah. Like it pisses me off more than anything when someone comes to me with an idea and then 3 weeks later when i follow up on that idea and nothing's been taken place no action has been created
1: that's so frustrating i'm i'm on the same page with you there like that that is the most frustrating thing because at least for me and i'm sure you understand too like i am, and i wanted to talk about this also but like i have that like obsessed mentality where i am obsessed with creating something and i'm obsessed, obsessed about what i'm passionate about and like if i i just figure that like you know if i'm going to do something I'm going to do it because if I don't do it, that's what I'll regret. I won't regret, you know, failing. I will, I might feel bad, but I'll regret not doing it. So if you, and you know, we're only, we're only, we're getting older every day. So it's like, it's not like, you know, the time is unlimited. And so I wanted to kind of talk more about that too, like your mentality. Like do you have that obsessed mentality and like do you think it's necessary
0: yeah I, i'd say so and that's an interesting point Cindy and and to to just put this out there your your passion is contagious i must say oh, like <laughs> for based off our episode on the podcast like i was fired up afterwards because what you got going on is awesome i and like don't i, I don't it,
1: stop <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i love that and um i i think if you're passionate about something it'd be a lot more difficult to give it up and if you're not and you find it mundane, you find it more of a chore than just uh, like a, a like a passion, and you're just doing it to just get it done and you find it repetitive, it'd be a lot easier to give up. And uh, I think that's up for the individual to to learn and, and look internally and, and find out what, what it is that they're searching for. And that, I mean, we're getting deep here, but that, that's kind of what it is on a broad level.
1: No, I agree. And I think, though, when you're really obsessed with something, this is another topic I wanted to talk about, though. It can be really distracting because you're all in. Uh, I'm always distracted and I'm always like deep into my work, except for the days where I'm like just like out of it and not really doing anything. And we all have yeah, those days. Yeah, we all have those days. <laughs> but I'm seriously yeah. like a workaholic and it, it can affect uh, relationships around me, friendships, um, you know, the amount of time that I talk to my family. And it's just because I don't have, I, I hate when people say I don't have time, but I'm so. I love what I'm doing. I'm passionate about like the hustle, I guess, that like it kind of takes away from that and it's distracting. Like do you ever feel that way? Like how how does it affect you?
0: Yeah. No, happen. that's a really that's that's a really good point because with the obsession comes sacrifice and I know that this was a point that you wanted to bring up. Yeah. And, and I'm, it's it's like a a topic that I I constantly play with in my mind on a, on like a weekly basis because I'm passionate about this podcast. I love producing an episode week after week. I love staying consistent with it. But with that comes a ton of sacrifice. Like, it's very easy for me, and this is my own personal problem, to say no to like Friday night plans, going out to dinner, going out to the bars, doing whatever, to wake up on a Saturday because I've scheduled the conversation to produce a podcast episode. It's like very easy for me to To say no to whatever may be appealing at the time to like, read read a book like read Think and Grow Rich Napoleon Hill or or whatever self help book I'm reading just to improve myself on a daily basis and yeah that's sacrifice but you also have to take an account of who are you saying no to what it is you're saying no to and how you're saying no to it because sooner or later if you start saying no to too many obligations you're gonna eventually become not invited and I don't ever want to not be invited. I just want to pick and choose strategically on how and where I want to invest my time and who I want to spend that time with.
1: That's so true. So, see those memes? Like you want to be invited, what, but you don't want to... <laughs> you don't want to be <laughs> <laughs> um
0: Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen the meme, but it's pretty spot on what you just said.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I get it. But then sometimes when I think about sacrifice and I think, oh, I'd rather be doing... It's not rather, but, like, I'd rather be in, like, you, like, reading a book or um, doing a podcast or working than going out on a Friday night. And sometimes I think, like, you have to realize what a sacrifice really is because, to me, it's not really a sacrifice. To me, that's my choice. Like, I, it's it's easy for me to want to stay in because that's what I enjoy. But I think it becomes a sacrifice when it takes away from, you know, family times or family time, relationships um, and friendships too. It's really hard not to neglect the people who care about you that are around you all the time um, when you're building this up. And it's, that's why for me, I have, I have routines. Do you have any, I know we were going to talk about healthy living a little bit, but I'd love to hear about some of your routines and maybe how you find balance. Cause you, you have a full-time job too, on top of this. And you're working the off. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. I, before we get into the routines, there's another thing I want to touch on. Is that just when it comes to sacrifice, it's just making sure you got your priorities straight. Yeah. It's like if you want to build a podcast, like where does that where does that sit in the your list of priorities? Like where where does that lay when it comes to spending time with family, hanging out with friends, your your you know your your work that that is going to earn you income where does the podcast sit in between all those other activities that, you know, that's that's your life, you know? So it's like, if it's, if it's important to you, you'll make time for it. And that has to do with like anything that has to do with making sure that you're going to spend that hour on the phone with your mom, because right. she's your mom, you know, like if, even if that has to, you know, take priority over producing the podcast, because, you know, mom, mother, mother's number one, always. <laughs> of course, <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, um, so that that's kind of where I see the the whole sacrifice priorities and yeah. that whole that it's, whole thing. It's
1: important to be mindful. It's really easy to get caught up in in all of this and making sure that you take time. I mean, I like to take time each day to be mindful and yeah. remember what I'm doing and and what's important. And I agree, you always have to make time for the things that are important, and there there aren't really any excuses for that. But sacrifice. You know, some days you have to stay in on a Friday night. It's like if you have to get if there's work that needs to get done, you got to get it done.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And I think you and I are both results driven people and probably aren't satisfied until the work is done and done and done at the standard that that we expect. So when you have those high standards for yourself and you set these expectations, you know, it's it's easy to say no to what's not important. If that may be a Friday night with friends or, or anything else, it's easy for that decision to be made.
1: I agree. So I want to talk about balance and and that healthy lifestyle too, because I think that that's a huge part of this when you're trying to build something up that you're passionate about. And when you're just really in the heat of everything, how do you find that balance in your everyday life? Do You have routines in place. What does your, you know, how do you make time for you and just self care?
0: Yeah. So my, my routine is pretty simple to be honest. I, I know when we spoke your your morning routine's over top of mine for sure. <laughs> um has got a different routine?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: um
0: uh, so like I, I wake up pretty early. I'd I like to say um um the first alarm goes up at four o'clock and then normally oh, wow. it takes me normally it takes me a little while to get out of bed, but I like to be up by four or five. Uh, I'm training for an Ironman as we speak, so Wait,
1: that's I, awesome.
0: a, a good, solid workout is, is kind of like a, a it's a must-do, and I work out, I shower, a smoothie, I drink a smoothie, the smoothie's pretty interesting if I can incorporate that, you know, you got the fresh fruit, spinach, I throw cottage cheese in there, really? peanut butter, protein powder, did you create yeah, that cottage yourself, cheese, or like, did you just Yeah, no, it's just kind of, like, been an experiment I've been playing with for years now. But, like, cottage cheese is nasty, if I had to be honest. But, like, you put it in the smoothie, you don't even taste it. You do? Cottage cheese with
1: strawberry jelly. And you can throw some pretzels in there, too. It's a good snack.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, so I've had cottage cheese, like, bland. And it was just disgusting. I wanted to throw it afterwards. Oh, bland, yeah. But I put it. Yeah, so I put it in the smoothie. You don't even taste it. And there's so much protein in cottage cheese. It's nuts.
1: So what, what does your smoothie taste like?
0: Probably doesn't taste good, but I've been drinking it for so long, just like required, any other acquired taste. It's, I would say so. But if I were to give it to someone else, they'd probably think it's nasty.
1: I mean, I don't know about cottage cheese and peanut butter together. That's like definitely an interesting combo. But it sounds like it's like <laughs> full of protein and you have all your vitamins. It's very,
0: very nutrient dense. Yeah, it sustains me from like seven in the morning to like noon, one o'clock. So I don't get distracted or like, nor am I hungry for lunch, like anywhere from eleven ten to 11. I'm just like constantly focused until I'm hungry and I'll, I'll have like a salad for lunch and something bigger for dinner. But the, the healthy diet lifestyle is important to me. I think there's like nothing worth pursuing if you don't put your health first. Right. So I, I'm, I like to do, I'm getting into endurance sports. So I'm training for an Ironman. So
1: that's so cool. My
0: like, my my pillars of my life right now are aligned with training for an Ironman, e- exceeding quota for work, and making sure I'm performing to the best of my ability in my job, and and running production on a podcast, hanging out with friends, and hanging out with family. Like if it doesn't align within those priorities, forget about it.
1: So you have to always have what well, having your priorities straight is definitely one of your keys to being successful and reaching your goals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I like set those three there. Well, yeah, I set those five pillars. I like the calm. I, I like write it down. I write down what's important and, and I make sure that whatever I'm doing throughout the day is always aligned to what's important to me. So then this way I'm not, I don't, I don't see myself wasting time on, on bullshit. That's just not, doesn't mean anything.
1: So, where do you see only half the story like in let's say i know this is like a tacky interview question but like in five years from now do you what who do you see being on your podcast like if you could have anyone on your podcast who would it be
0: that's a good question um it's tough because the the demographic i'm going after may not be the most famous person may not be the individual with the most instagram followers to bring attention to the show I'm going after the people who are just getting started and, and will do nothing in their way to, to make sure that they, they will do nothing in their way to stop when they, when they get to what they want to get to. So I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't know if I have a specific answer or anybody like any anyone specific that I have in mind. As long as you're passionate and you're pursuing something that you will, you will do nothing to nothing you'll let nothing get in your way to pursuing whatever it is that you're pursuing let's talk um th- that's kind of who i want to connect with so
1: another question who is your biggest idol and if you could be on their podcast whose podcast would you want to be on like who inspires you Who's who?
0: that's another really good question <laughs> i would say i would say tim Ferriss.
1: i like him a lot and, and if
0: yeah, For those who may not know who Tim Ferriss is, he has a podcast of its own. It's called The Tim Ferriss Show. He's the author of like um, New York Times bestseller books for, um, well, I feel like I'm idolizing him, but I'm forgetting the name of this book. Um, Tribe of Mentors, Tools of Titans, 4-Hour um, Workweek, 4-Hour Chef. Yeah, all of those. Um, but Tim Ferriss is kind of like the, the podcast idol. For probably a lot of people.
1: No, he is. I listen to him all the time. Yeah. So, when you, I have one. Okay, so I'm doing a little power round. I kind of got this idea from you, so I figured I'd throw a few questions out at you, because <laughs> you had some really good questions. Um, but if what when you were younger, what did you want to do? Did you did you want to be like in radio or on TV or produce something of your own? where did i want to know where it all kind of started because i think understanding people's backgrounds and where things stem from that kind of shapes who you are today and and so did you ever have an interest in this did you ever see this coming or was it something that you just kind of spur the moment where like i want to do a podcast
0: it's it's interesting that you say that because in high school i did have a radio show oh
1: really and
0: i did cool. yeah for like my junior and senior year of high school
1: What was it? And
0: it was just like a, it was like the high school news station and we would cover the sports, but I always played on the sports teams. Like I prefer playing sports rather than watching and talking about it. So I would be involved at this radio show, but I was kind of like a terrible host because my attendance was slacking (laughs) and me and my teacher had our own arguments about that, but okay. I, so I was introduced into this whole broadcast journalism type of field and I don't even want to call this journalism. It's just picking each other's brains and conversating with interesting people. But, um, I would say like what I was doing earlier that helped shape me into who I am today was probably within my sophomore year of college, I did this internship where I sold advertising in these coupon books. So an outdated form of media where local businesses can advertise for sure. This is kind of like pre Facebook ads, pre-Instagram ads where that became kind of the new mainstream form of advertising. Mm-hmm and you would see these coupon books all over campus and i was the one driving all across tucson arizona and getting these local businesses <laughs> to sign up and that was my introduction to the sales world and that's was probably the best summer of my life i want to say the transformation that i i saw myself happen from that experience was was second to none where I dealt with failure every day. It was like one big emotional roller coaster to the point where I was walking into these businesses within the first week and I was just scared out of my mind to try to sell something to this business owner. I felt like that was the most intimidating act in the world. Right. And week after week, I found myself getting better and better at it. And by the end of that internship, I was like within the top 10% of performers within all sales reps across the country. I, I was like, within like pretty high in the rankings and i was just like the most confidence for myself ever in the world where i felt like you know the world is my oyster i can accomplish anything i put my mind to because it was something that i've never done before and three months later really sticking to it and staying disciplined on a daily basis i saw so much progress and i felt like if i can do this i can do anything and i felt from that experience led to other sales experiences and now which eventually led to my current job in medical sales but wanting to do some kind of side hustle and creating something from the ground up
1: wow and you're doing an amazing job at that it's so funny that you say that so this was an internship your sophomore year in the summer in tucson yeah that's so funny yeah Because like i had i talked about this on your podcast but i had the same a similar situation with sales i got a job at a store that's right that's so funny yeah and we both took class like didn't you weren't you talking about how like another time when we were talking about how you took classes that you thought that you'd really benefit from and learn from also.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like in school, you're forced to take all of these classes, but when you graduate, it's interesting. Like you start seeing yourself utilize the classes that you use to an extent, but I felt where the real learning came from was the actual true experience. And I know that's a cliche thing to say, but just like you, I think anything that has to do with learning sales is the most important skill to have in any business world or any like real world application, whether that is running a company, whether that is just an average sales jobs, obviously, or hosting a podcast. Like you're, what you're doing is sales to an extent, right? To an extent, you're selling the listeners of the world to listen to Cindy Naberg and listen to the She Data podcast.
1: That's so true. I mean, yeah, you. I think sales is. Why,
0: why else would they tune in?
1: I think sales is probably. The most important aspect, one of the most important aspects in business. and it's something that you can't really learn sitting in a classroom and you do have to learn by being out on the job. and that's why I got a job to teach myself how to sit how to sell because it just it can make such a difference. So I, I just, you know you're always going to have to talk to people. If you want to create something, you're going to have to learn how to communicate efficiently, and that's all and and that's that's sales. So, yeah. That's
0: what- Let me ask you, Sydney. What What did you do in sales when you first started out? When you were probably terrible, just because everybody's terrible when they first start out. What did you do differently to make sure that you got good at that skill?
1: So when I was in college and I had the I had the job at the boutique. Correct. Yeah. So I did a lot. I'm very observant, and I. I you know what, I don't know. I just kind of saw what everyone else was doing and I tried to do something different and I tried to pay attention to to the customers and what they liked and how they were reacting to me. And from there I adjusted my own behavior. This sounds really crazy, but I did. And I would actually take notes because the job to me was not just a job just to make money or, you know, use my paycheck to get cute clothes, which I did, but it was, also <laughs> <laughs> it was really to learn. So I had a journal and I would take notes because I wanted to make the most sales there. So I would also read a lot about sales every night. So I just like, you know, I would come home and I would just read, how can I sell better? How can I sell better? How can I make more sales? You know, I would get creative with different ideas. Like if someone was checking out, oh, maybe if I put this accessory there, like they'll want to purchase it I would just try different things and I would try anything that made me uncomfortable I don't know about you but I'm really big into doing anything that makes me uncomfortable It sounds like you're you're similar with that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah seeking discomfort is kind of like the motto do you have like but, a little
1: like your your little a sales pitch or like something that always works for you
0: what always works for me? Actually, I do, to be honest, and I'm I'm hesitant on sharing this on the podcast because it actually works very well for me. I, I like to take the approach from starting at a very high level. So when I cold call a prospect, I don't like to lean in and state why I want to meet with you. I don't want to, I, I barely want to introduce the products that I represent. I want to learn about the customer and learn how I can be a resource to that individual. And I pretty much express that through every cold call, through every cold email, because at the end of the day, it's not about me, it's not about what I'm selling, it's not about the products that I have that I know are awesome, it's about what the customer is trying to achieve. And if you can go into any meeting with that mentality, more times than not, I feel like you'll be successful.
1: That's so true, that's a good point. Actually, I always used to ask, I, I ask people in my family, I have some, my grandfather started a business and my, my dad owns it now, and I asked him I said when you started you know how how did you make it happen how did you build up this business and he was like because I talked to everybody about anything but what I was trying to sell to them so he would walk in or, or someone would walk into their to their store or to and just he he wouldn't say you know hi uh, do you want to look at this or do you want to look at that you know or this display or that display he would just get to know them and I think yeah, that's how and that's
0: it. all situational, too. Right. And it's interesting that you say that because there's obviously different types of sales roles where you could be working at a boutique shop like you did and be more at a B2C aspect right. where you're going in there and you're you're assisting a customer finding a new outfit and, and get the get to know you part of the conversation may be a little bit more brief because the sales process is probably a lot shorter than what it would be in a very complex B2B enterprise level. Right. And when you're selling at the enterprise level, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of listening, but the get to know you part of it it may not come at the very beginning because what you want to do is bring as much value as you can to that individual as quick as possible and do that to the best of your ability. So then they will view you as a resource because when their problem becomes your problem, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. I
1: agree. That's
0: something that you hope for.
1: You know, there's so many ways to go about this. And I think bringing this full circle back to the whole side hustle, you know, theme of this episode, it doesn't matter, you know, what you went to college for. It doesn't matter, you know, if you can sell or not at the end of the day, you have to, you, you have to learn. And there are so many ways to go about doing these things and you just have to really believe in yourself and understand that it takes sacrifice, that you need to find balance, you know, that it's not always easy and there's going to be tough days. But at the end of the day, like, you know, both you and I for for totally different things, working in a boutique or working more in corporate America, there's totally different techniques. The the possibilities are kind of limitless. So as long as you believe in what you're doing and you're passionate about it and it doesn't feel like a like a a job and you enjoy it, then you know That side hustle is going to eventually turn into a full-time career, I I personally think.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be nice. That's definitely a goal. Uh, I'm in no rush to make that goal uh, a reality, to be honest with you, because I, I find what I do fulfilling on both ends producing a podcast and and my full-time job. I uh, I feel very lucky in, in that aspect because I feel like a lot of people who have side hustles are doing it because they want to get rich quick. So next year they're going to start selling products on Amazon. And that's
1: impossible. and
0: and yeah, it's not impossible, and it is I I but you know I feel like it's it's a lot more difficult than it may seem, and it's probably a lot easier than just posting a product on Amazon and someone's just going to purchase it right away. I feel like there's a lot of consistency that we need to build up upon that. Yeah, it
1: doesn't work. Like but
0: that. <laughs> I, I'm very lucky. I, I love what I do. I, I am passionate about it. Like I, we can go out to dinner and like it wouldn't be an issue for me to talk about work all the whole time. I'm probably a pretty bad dinner date, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Pedro um, really annoyed at me too because I'm always like, "What do you think about?" this or that and he's like can we please talk about anything else but work <laughs>
0: yeah no i mean we're, we're passionate people and yeah. i think it's contagious and and when it's always on your mind you always want to talk about it but i agree it, it's just like it's just part of the world we live in
1: so if you could give one piece of advice to someone who might be in a situation where they're thinking of creating some sort of side hustle they're at their job but they're you know you know, maybe they're fulfilled, maybe they're not. And they just, they have this great idea. What is one piece of advice that you would give to them to help them move forward and take action?
0: I don't think giving advice is necessary, to be honest with you, Sydney. Ooh, I think if they much. have,
1: that's-
0: yeah, I mean, there's too much people out there giving advice. If there's something that you have an interest in pursuing, just fucking do it. What's what's there to give advice on? That's a waste of time.
1: I like that. I think that's, you know, it's really true. It's to the point, you know, I think mindset is everything. And if, like you're saying, if you're really passionate about it, you just have to do it. And going back to what my, when I would ask my grandfather, you know, how did you become successful? What was your key to success? And like, how did you do it? And he's, his answer is, you just do it. Like, he doesn't ever have advice besides, you know, he didn't talk about, you know, sale. He didn't talk about what he was selling. He got to know people, but he's like, you just do it. And at the end of the day, I think people are looking for so many answers. And, the truth is that it's just within your mentality it's within you need to trust yourself and and i like that i like that outlook i think that's really awesome actually
0: yeah i mean i i've gotten real conscious on on who who i take advice from um typically if i'm seeking advice it's someone almost twice my age and and they've kind of been through this journey and and probably are at this the point in time of life where I, I aspire to be at some point because there's probably something I could pick up from their journey right. and, and use it in my own toolbox. But I mean, like a to go out there, yeah, it's kind of like a mentor. But if you're out there just asking for advice left and right, you're going to get a myriad of answers and you're just going to be left with more questions than, than answers. And and I don't know, I feel like that'd be leaving me at lost for sure.
1: I agree. I am a big believer in going with your, your gut feeling and just kind of going for it. And I think if you have to ask a lot of people, I do think that you already know your answer deep down.
0: Absolutely. And you're
1: looking for maybe validation. So I think that a really great answer. And I think this has been a really insightful and inspiring podcast. And I really appreciate you being here and sharing your story. And everyone listening, go check out only half the story. I will link it in the podcast description. But thank you so much, Andrew. This is awesome.
0: My pleasure, Sydney. Thanks for having me.